Hello there! Welcome back to the 25th episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. We did 25 people. 20 freaking 5. It's incredible. I cannot believe this. Um, it's crazy. It's also, what is it also, Jacob? It's the end of season 3. It's oh, yeah, it is three. the end of season 3. But first Made of all, it through all of Clone Wars. So this is going to be a retrospective episode and, talking um, about our and overall exactly thoughts Clones, on of course, it. But like, you know. Um, but first of all, welcome to Star Wars in a Galaxy. Watching all the Star Wars you can get your... Um, no, watching all the Star Wars we can get our hands on. Well, I almost messed up our catchphrase. This is not a good day for me in English. Um, uh, I'm Eli. I'm Jacob. And... Let's get into this. So what we usually do, we have like a set of 10 questions um, for each of our like um, retrospective episodes. To look back on what we've done, we've done all of Attack of the Clones and all of the Gendi Tartakovsky Clone Wars. We have 10 questions and we're going to answer those 10 questions for both of them. So let's get into Attack of the Clones first, right? Wait, so this is for both Attack yes, of the Clones? Yes, this is for both of the Attack of the Clones and Clone Wars. Oh. I thought this was just for Clone Wars. Okay, I'm gonna have to wing some stuff, but that's okay. I'm winging everything, so it's fine. Um, uh, okay, overall thoughts about Attack of the Clones and like, and your impressions on this newest rewatch of it. Okay, so for Attack of the Clones, do you want me to go first? Yeah, you, you can okay. go Okay, Attack of the Clones. You know, I didn't, I, I will say I did not dislike it as much as I thought I would, and as much as I had or I did, I did. I should say I didn't dislike it as much as I had previous rewatches. I found myself actually enjoying quite a few parts of it that previously I, di I didn't find much value in. I still thought it wasn't a very. Uh, I, st I still thought it wasn't a very good movie, but I found it much more fun. I was having f I was having more fun watching it than I was the first time. I don't know. I don't know exactly what changed, but it, it just, it, it felt different. I felt like I was, I just felt like I was enjoying it more. I think that, uh, you know, there are a lot of, lot of things that, that could have been done better. Um, some of the dialogue or lack thereof, the acting, bit of the CGI and art direction wasn't my favorite, but overall, I just liked being able to watch the prequels. I actually agree a lot. I think... I, I think it honestly amplified the good and amplified the bad at the same time. Like, the bad stuff, you know, it always it stuck out to me in Attack of the Clones. Of course, Attack of the Clones, I'll talk about my impressions before this, before this, you know, and this hasn't changed anything from it, but, like, you know, I like to regard myself as a Saga fan. I like stuff about all 11 Star Wars movies. That being said, this was and still is my least favorite of all 11 theatrical Star Wars movies. Um, yeah, yeah. There's some, there's some really stuff that just doesn't work for me. Um, you know, again, you know, every, every Star Wars has something for everyone. You know what I mean? Like, you know, it, some people like different, that's not what I meant. What I mean is like, you know, every Star Wars movie has people who think it's the best is what I mean. For example, I'll give a quick shout out right now. Alice, she's the host of Force, she's one of the hosts of Force Toast and Star Wars Happy Hour. She digs this movie. It's her favorite Star Wars movie I've had to hear um, her just from listening to that awesome podcast, um, uh, talk about how much she loves Tag of the Clones. Do I agree? Absolutely not. Does her own co-host agree with her? No. 
Um, does Jacob agree with her? I highly doubt. So you know, but like you I know, would say, I don't disagree with her as much as I used to. Yeah, yeah. Um, but like you know, I that's what I love about Star Wars. Sometimes is that everyone's um, like free to have their own opinions, and everyone has these different opinions. Like I, you know, I never met or heard of anyone who uh, liked Attack of the Clones that much because of. Uh, before I heard of her and started listening to that podcast, but and that that being my point is like you know I think there's something good to find in every Star Wars movie, and this movie is no exception. You know, the last thirty minutes of that movie is prime Star Wars, as I was saying. What was that like two episodes ago? I think it was like two episodes ago. Yeah. Overall thoughts: Did it improve for me? Yes. Is it still my least favorite? Yes. Um. Yeah. Let's go on. Okay, but you, I think we both we both didn't li- dislike it. Yeah, no, we both as... yeah. Rating out of ten. Mm, do you want me to go first? Yeah. All right. Ooh, uh oh, I accidentally wrote down. I was about to say eight out of ten, and I realized that was for the. You clone. do realize you ran, rated Phantom Menace three out of ten. I'm just reminding yeah. you of this. Yeah. Okay, Phantom Menace with Phantom Menace three out of ten in mind. I would give this a four out of ten. Really? And that it's sort of comes from Better than Attack two... of the Clone. I Phantom Menace. Yeah, I like it better than the Phantom Menace. Here's why. Here's why. I think quality-wise, like looking at it from the perspective of is this a good movie? I still think it gets like a three out of ten. It's like it's the it, Star it's not Wars great. add-on. It's like but yeah. but in terms of being entertaining and fun and making me happy from a Star Wars fan perspective, regardless of like whether or not the movie was was good or bad as a movie, as something that you go to the theaters to watch or something that you rent. As a story and as a piece of Star Wars, it made me happy to watch it again and I was glad that I watched it. So for I would and if it was just about that, I would have given it like the story, I would give like a six out of ten or a seven six and a half out of ten. But you know, I'm I'm keeping it at a at a, at a four four out of ten you know it's not no 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 five out of ten okay five out of ten it wasn't it, it, it's perfectly balanced in terms of what i what i like and what i dislike i still think it's a pretty crappy movie in many regards and the story could use some tweaking but i just i really enjoyed it this time so i'm gonna go with my gut and i'm gonna say five out of ten you know there there's this hashtag out there which i've had explained to me which i think is a really interesting idea i don't know if you agree with this it's called hashtag all Star Wars is good. What it doesn't mean is that all Star Wars is automatically perfect. What it does mean, I've heard, is that for some people, and this is for me as well, just being a Star Wars movie automatically makes it awesome. You know what I mean? Just because it takes place in that universe automatically means it's incredible. Not like not incredible, like, but it's on another level. You know what I mean? Yeah. You, so um, you you really really just love the star wars story and you think that anything that is a part of that is automatically elevated at least a little bit yeah yes i think so i think that about attack of the clones that being said i rated uh phantom menace a six out of ten not going to be as high as phantom menace because i don't have i have nostalgia over phantom menace i don't have a nostalgia over attack of the clones um it's gonna be four and a half i think four and a half out of ten um it's still still has its moments it like you know Dooku is such a threatening villain. I love him so much. Um, I love Yoda fighting. I love Obi-Wan versus Jango on Kamino. 
Um, there's a lot of stuff there that's really good. But it gives us I, I Don't Like Sand. It gives us the summer camp monologue. It gives us young Boba Fett. There's a bunch of stuff that just I can't agree with in that movie. But overall, it's still, still you know, it's Star Wars. You know, I'm going to love it. Best moment. Best moment from Attack, Attack of the Clones. Best moment. You know, I think in terms of sheer coolness, you know, I'm going to go with a uh, I'm, I'm going to go with the moment at which all the clones and Yoda arrive, and he's like, around the survivors, a perimeter crate, and then all the droids just go... So, so awesome. And they just all get... Yeah, I'm I gonna, like that. I'm actually going to... Um, I like that quite a bit. Provide my favorite moment is another moment with Yoda. Um, and it revolves around one line, and um, it's one of my favorite lines from this entire movie. I don't think I talked about it when we were um, talking about Attack of the Clones, but Jacob... It is obvious this contest cannot be decided by our knowledge of the Force, but by our skills with our lightsaber. And that was the moment when you knew that Yoda was going to pull out his lightsaber and start fighting. That oh, yeah, was the Yoda duel. such, like, you know, just that moment leading into Yoda, like, you know, he does that thing where he, like, in such a badass way, pull, force pulls his lightsaber into his hand from his belt. He co totally could have reached for it, but he wanted to go for the cool factor, so he had to force pull it, and he ignites it, and that was the moment, that, that is always, like, a really, like, get hyped moment for me. It was like, ah, yeah, he's gonna go, he's gonna, he's gonna fight Dooku, he's gonna try and bring his former Padawan back or kill him if he must, you know. That moment was just pure magic for me. Um, worst moment. Worst moment in Attack of the Clones. You know, I think I, I think I know. I think it's pretty obvious. Not I don't like sand, but the scene inside, the scene by the fireplace, the I scene where he says... The scene where he says, the scene where Anakin says, I can't breathe. Every day is torture and just starts saying all that stuff. I can't remember the rest, but it's that scene. Bad. Ooh, B. Yeah. It is a doozy. It is such a doozy. It, it, I, I, don't, I, don't, I shouldn't have to say why it's bad. It's just horrible. The, the writing is horrible. The delivery is horrible. Nothing about it says good dialogue. Nothing about yeah. it says... I agree. Good relationship. See, um, I yeah. yeah. No, I'm it's not, not my scene. <laughs> it's up there, but it's not my worst scene. My worst scene, I really do have to give it to it. Um, I gotta do the the scene by the um by the lake at the cottage. That scene is just such a doozy. Um, of course, yeah. If I don't like sand, we could harp on about that line for hours. Um, yeah. You have the summer camp monologue, which I personally think is actually worse. Um, because there's more of it, and it makes even less sense than the yeah. I, it don't just like makes sand. no sense. It it makes lip and and like Anakin is just so creepy in that scene. I cannot. I can never get over how creepy Anakin is. Um, <laughs> it's it's disturbing, honestly. Um, yeah, that's that's what I'm going for. Best character parenthesis s because if you want to include multiple, then you can. You want to go first? I'm gonna need a minute to mold this. Okay. So. You want you want you want you want me to go yeah. first? Yeah. I, I didn't. So, I didn't. Um, okay. I didn't uh, best character. I'm gonna go with. 
I mean, it's a good movie for Yoda, but I'm always going to say Yoda because he's my favorite Star Wars character. I'm not going to say yeah, because I don't even think this is Yoda's best movie. I'm going to go with... You know, this is a weird pick. I'm going to say Obi-Wan because I feel like he literally carries the entire movie on his back. Really? Um, okay. I mean, there aren't a lot of other... There, there are, there aren't a lot, a, a lot of other good performances in this movie. But you know, I will give um, acknowledgement to as a great acting performance, even though we don't see it, that much of him. The late great Christopher Lee. I'm gonna go with oh, man. the Christopher best Lee. character from this movie, Count Dooku. Um, he is, he. I gotta say, I, don't, I know that some people don't uh, agree with me, but I think he's really threatening. I think he is. In my opinion, he's threatening in a way that Phantom Menace Maul, I'm not talking about Clone Wars because, you know, at the time this was released, Maul died in Phantom Menace. He's threatening in a way that Maul isn't because he, Maul looks cool a lot, but what does Maul actually do in the Phantom Menace? He, he kills Qui-Gon, yes, that makes him threatening, but he then gets chopped in half by Obi-Wan five minutes later making a, making him um let's just say not so threatening again disregarding the clone wars because at that time you know he was dead at the, at the battle of naboo uh but dooku dooku um you know he commandeers that humongous droid army he makes threat uh preparations for thousands literally thousands of systems to leave the gal leave the galaxy he bests not just obi-wan which Maul failed to do, by the way. Um, and that was a weaker Obi-Wan, by the way. Yeah. And Anakin. He bests both of them. Yoda has Pretty to come nuts. in. Yoda has to come in and start fighting him. And let's think about something. Dooku doesn't get a scratch in that duel. Dooku gets not a scratch in that duel. Does he, does he use, like, escape tactics? Yes. But... Does he do? But does he use escape tactics to distract the wisest Jedi of all of them? Also, yes. What I'm trying to say is, Dooku has a lot going for him in this movie. Yeah. Okay. I I pick. That's worthy. And you know what? It's gonna sound like I'm bandwagoning, but I I honestly picked it. And this is horrible timing. I honestly picked it right when you were about when right when you were explaining your thought process so i didn't know but i'm also gonna say darth Ty darth tyrannus aka count dooku christopher lee man he really did a great job with this character i thought he wasn't as affected by the bad writing as the rest of I the actually cast thought some of the writing for dooku was really good i loved there's that line that's that always um that always like gets me which is um, when Dooku's uh, in a blade lock with Kenobi and he says, surely you can do better. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Thank you. <laughs> sorry. I'm sorry. Where was I? Oh, yes. Um, Count Dooku. Great character. I really think I liked him because this is the first time, just going chronologically, we get to see a different kind of Sith. Someone who's more civilized, a, a gentleman, a true aristocrat someone who's who's more controlled someone who doesn't it's not palpatine where you've got this horrible disfigured person and they're they're talking like they're a witch from hansel and gretel and they their eyes are turning yellow it's not like darth vader where you're walking around in a giant 
robot suit and you're breathing all crazy so everyone can know how scary you are. It's not like Maul where you're running around like a raging bull with a swing in your giant double-bladed lightsaber and you've got red and black face tattoos covering your entire body. Saying. He's not physically he is, he's just kind of but... He's not physically threatening. Most of the time, he's not even... He doesn't. He doesn't even really use verbal threats too much. At least not in this movie. He just tries to explain his point of view, and he tries to explain what he understands is happening to Obi Wan. And of course, Obi Wan doesn't believe him. Would you? Probably not. Probably. But I, I just. I just thought it. I just thought he was a really. He was a really interesting character. It felt like a breath of fresh air for the for the villains up to that point. So yes, Dooku. Should I keep doing Gung first, or was yeah? Sure, why not? Let's switch it up. Yeah, sure, sure, switch it up. Let's do it. Um, so now we're at worst character parentheses. I'm gonna go first. Worst character in this. Um, it's depressing that I have to say this. I it really is because it shouldn't be this way. I can't honestly convince you that the worst character is anyone other than Anakin. It's Anakin. He is. I know Lucas wanted to show that he was a brash Padawan who had control, who had trouble controlling his emotions, but he did all of that at the lack of any redeeming qualities. There wasn't any reason that I felt like I should root for Anakin here. There wasn't, other than he's the main character, and I That's really it. hate that about main characters when you're just supposed to root for them by default. Um, and not for any particular, you know, like Luke in the original trilogy, you know, he was a good person. You could see that. And yet the destiny to become a great person. Same thing with Rey. Rey in Force Awakens, you could see the hope in her eyes. You could see the, but you could also see the fierceness. You could also see the willingness to defend herself. Anakin, you know, yeah, he's a, he's, I guess he's a great warrior and he, it, the force comes naturally to him, but like, you know, you never get that this is a guy who just wants to do good. You never get that from him. Because of how creepy he looks, honestly. Because of how creepy he always is around Padme. Um, in a way that he isn't in as much, I feel like, in Phantom or Revenge of the Sith. Um, yeah, Anakin. Okay, fair. Alright. Worst character. You know, I would say Anakin... But to be honest, he was a bit more, he, he wasn't as proven as an actor, yeah. Aiden Christensen. So I'm going to go with Padme. Oh my gosh. It's a, it's a good point. He got Natalie Portman, acclaimed actor. This was actor. also earlier in her career too, though. Yeah, earlier in her career, but still, we see what she, already at this point, we'd, we'd seen what she was capable of and, and what she and, and now seeing what, what she's done and, and how, I guess, uh, like, let's be honest, she's pretty, accom- like, I'm not saying she's the greatest actor of all time, but she is, she's, she's, she's pretty accomplished, Academy, you know? I think she's Academy nominated, if not Academy award winning. Definitely nominated. Yeah. I'm not sure about award winning, but definitely nominated. So with that in mind, what the heck, Natalie Portman? What the heck, George Lucas? How did you let this happen? How did you take... How did you let this happen? How did you let such an amazing She's in actor... a leading role. She is arguably the second or third most prominent character in this movie. It just... Ah. Yeah. You just go, huh, you know? Yeah. It's just disappointing to, to see... It's just disappointing to see this happen. 
Yeah. Let's just say that. She's such a great actor, and she ends up w with such a bad end result, whether it was because of, you know, the lack of, maybe it was lack of direction, maybe it was the bad lines. Seems like it was both. Whatever, whatever happened, the end result was not good. No, definitely and and not. for that for that reason, for for what we know she is capable of, I'm gonna say Padme Amidala because of Natalie Portman. Yeah. Um. Let's um. Let's go with the next coolest new thing you noticed from the rewatch. Um. It's I I know it's been a while, so you may not remember anything, and that's fine. But um, I'll go. I have something. A little thing. The thing that I remembered about this was I remember watching the Anakin slaughtering the Tusken Raiders. Um, I I forgot how short it lasts. I forgot that it's over in like five seconds. It's hinted towards. It's hinted towards. It's not shown. It's 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 referred to and it's not shown. I always thought I remembered a longer scene for that. Um, and I was and I I thought actually that was a good thing honestly because that scene was really disturbing just the way anakin anakin does this like weird expression he does the like this is not normal it's like the scene we'll get to later from clone wars um with ventress where he just like batters down her and you can see this is not normal anakin this is like dark side crazy mode anakin okay okay something that i noticed on the second watch around that i hadn't really Noticed on the first. Let's see here. I'm trying to think of something off the cuff. A little hard. You know, let's go with even at this point in the story, Newt Gunray. Padme is still living rent free in Newt Gunray's head. What, more than what, a decade later? However yeah. many years it is later. He's, he's still like it's still tearing him apart that he took such a big L to a group led by a fourteen-year-old. I thought that, that was it's funny. That he lost anything. Yeah. Like he really, this guy yeah. has the ego, the, uh, an ego the size of Geonosis. You know. <laughs> yeah. Good. Good one. Actually, that was a really good one. Um, fa speaking of Geonosis, favorite planet. I will clear this up really quickly. Geonosis is my favorite planet in this movie. It always will be, and it always has been. Um, all of the sequences that take place on Geonosis are incredible. I love the design for Geonosis. It's a different type of desert planet. Um, even though I'm tired of desert planets in Star Wars movies, I do like the design, the the idea that um, Lucasfilm and now Disney Lucasfilm has been having to make sure to di differentiate every single desert planet from each other. Jakku is different from Pisana, is different from Geonosis, is different from uh, Tatooine, is different from Arvala 7 and the Mandalorian. Um, but Geonosis specifically is very different. It has that rocky atmosphere, it always has that. And also added to Geonosis is how we see it so much in the other canon, you know what I mean? We see it in Season 2 of the Clone Wars, we see it um, in, you know, it's a very big video game location, we see it in Battlefront 2, both the original and the new one. It looks gorgeous in both of them. Um, Geonosis, man, it's it's a great planet. Yeah, okay. One thing that I like about Geonosis is, unlike the other desert planets, it, it's cool the way it kind of, it has this menacing feel, and it kind of feels different because of the red, the, the kind of the red lighting 
from the to the sun that we see sometimes the red rocks and all the uh, all the giant spires so yeah super neat planet super super good on whoever whoever came up with that one yeah best um, planet best for planet me. for you we're going mm. off of Naboo, Camino, Geonosis, Tatooine, and Coruscant. You know, I'm gonna go with Camino because I liked Camino because it's cool to see an entire water planet. It's the first time we've seen that. We saw that. We've seen. It's the first time we've seen that in Star Wars, and I, I just love that. I always, as a little kid, I always thought the coolest kind of planet in any fantasy space drama or what, what what have you any fiction would be a, like a stormy stormy water planet so it was really cool to get to see camino in this movie it blew me away the first time with the stilt cities and the creatures that can swim in the water and, and fly in the air and obi-wan riding on one so yeah i, I love camino I by love the camino. way me flexing my trivia brain right here i was are those creatures a- I'm, I'm, I, I beg pardon i was are those creatures i was I was. H-W-A, I was. Um, All right. Uh, there we have it. Need to flex. I was. Um, <laughs> <laughs> nice flex. Uh, anyway, yeah. Um, let's go next to most overrated and underrated scene, starting with overrated scene. I'm going to go with overrated scene. Um, you know, I never got the hype behind the ground battle of Geonosis. I mean, it's cool. I think it's really cool. No, like after the arena, after they get out of the arena, but before the hangar. I think the Battle of Genosis is cool, but I don't think it carries as much weight as other battles from comparative movies. Um, you know, Crate, Last Jedi, Hoth, Empire Strikes Back, uh, Endor, Return of the Jedi. I don't think it carries as much. Like, oh yes, we are in a Star Wars battle. Even. Battles from its own trilogy, Naboo in Phantom Menace, Coruscant in Revenge of the Sith. I don't think it carries as much weight, personally. But that's okay. Just me. Why do you, Why do you think it doesn't carry as much weight? I'm not. Can you elaborate on? I that? feel like yeah. I feel like it's kind of more shoehorned, honestly. I feel like it's just kind of like. You think so it's shoehorned? We need to have a, it seems like a. We gotta have a ground battle here. Let's just throw ground. It doesn't seem like it was very thoughtfully thought out as a battle. It. It feels very chaotic, which of course all battles should feel chaotic, but it doesn't feel like it doesn't feel like it has that classic battle narrative. This is what happens at the beginning. This is what happens in the middle. This one. This is what happens at the end. Like Hoth does. Like Crate does. Like Coruscant does in Revenge of the Sith. Even. Okay. Okay, that's fair. okay. I I I, I kind of see what you're. I, I kind of see what you're going for here. One moment that I think is overrated. Honestly, are the hangar duels. The duels between uh, Obi-Wan and Anakin and Dooku, and then Dooku and Yoda. I think that they are, they're pretty good. They're pretty good, but I think that, I know I know you love them a lot. I, I've heard a lot of people show a lot of love for them, and that's awesome. However, I don't think that it's fully warranted. For, for, I, 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 let's just say from my perspective, I just think that they're a little, they come off as a little bit, no, they, they feel very over choreographed in parts. And yet somehow they also feel a bit, uh, they feel a bit ponderous at times with the, uh, a, a lot of, um, 
waiting for one person to strike, kind of try, trying to trying to fake the other person out, and and it just doesn't do it for me. So I'm I'm yeah. Let's just say I'm not the hugest fan of that. I'm not gonna say it doesn't deserve. I don't understand. I don't. I don't feel the same enthusiasm for it that I've heard a lot of other people profess. So because of that, I find it to be overrated. See, I actually hear more people like you. That's why I always really? talk about it so, so in such positive terms is because I hear people saying, not that it's bad, it's just not one of their favorites. And that's that's ironically why I've been talking about it so much. It's not just because I love it, it's because I know not many, is that I've heard not many people talk about loving it that way. But okay. um, most underrated moment. Um, this one caught me by surprise at the rewatch. Um, for in a galaxy and i love this moment of this like scene um the space chase between obi-wan and jango fett on geonosis above geonosis oh, i forgot about that it's that is pretty really cool. good um it is a lot of good original trilogy callbacks um especially to the empire strikes back we covered them in a uh, you know in those episodes you can go check them out we cover them in more detail there but um yeah, though that space chase is really interesting, and of course it has that um, seismic charge, which oh man, the seismic visually charge visually and auditorily, I feel like was the Haldo maneuver before the Haldo maneuver happened. Um, yeah, a lot of people love the seismic charge. The seismic charge was awesome. I I thought that was, that was really really cool. Um, you know, um, what do you think is the most underrated moment from Star Wars Episode Two? Attack of the Clones. The most underrated moment from Star Wars Attack of the Clones. I'm going to say probably the the speeder chase. The Between, speeder chase in um, um oh, on Coruscant, oh, the oh, speeder Coruscant, chase yeah. with uh good, they're good chasing check. Zam, they're chasing down Zam Wessel, you know. I I don't think it's the greatest action sequence ever. I think it does suffer from a bit of a I, I don't know quite how to express well, I mean, it suffers from a bit of um, di- the dialogue feels a bit forced. Bit uh forced, yeah. The dialogue feels clunky. That being said, a lot of the stunts that we we see them pull off the the two massive, the two massive falls. That's pretty cool. It's a great and I just thought sequence. it it earned points for me because we've never really seen anything like a, we've never seen anything like that before in Star Wars or really, as far as I know, since. No, not true. At least on the big screen, we haven't really seen like a chase scene, a vehicle, a car chase kind of thing. And it was cool to get a little bit of a taste of that in in Star Wars. Yeah, Rise of Skywalker. Okay, that's why I don't remember it. But uh, let's go on to Star Wars Clone Wars. Same thing. Overall thoughts. Overall thoughts for Star Wars Clone Wars. Jacob and I had never seen, neither of us had ever seen the full cut of Star Wars Clone Wars before this. Um, so these are our thoughts watching for the first time. Really good. Really good. There was some stuff, you know, I'm not fond of Mace Windu on Dantooine, but that was the only, that was the only chapter of it that I felt was actually kind of disappointing. Every single other chapter I felt was very rewarding and very interesting and took us to a lot of interesting new places. The one thing I felt was a little bit morally, not, not morally, was a little bit bankrupt from Clone Wars was I was hoping for some more theming stuff. Like, Nelvon was the first time I feel like we got some real th- serious theme, thematic approaches in the story, you know what I mean? Um, hmm. 
Yeah, that okay. was, that's the only thing I really wish we got more of. But it was really solid. I thought some of the, the I wish I also wish there was a little more dialogue. But we discussed that in our first Clone Wars episode. But um, you know, the dialogue decisions they did make, the animation decisions they did make, the the lightsaber duels, the the regular fights, the space battles, everything measured up. It was its own scale of Star Wars epicness. You know, every Star Wars movie, TV show, all of that stuff. Every everyone works a little bit differently, um, and I love that Clone Wars had its own style. You know, overall thoughts very very good. All right, yeah, I, I had a similarly positive reaction. I think it's super. I'm not going to say underrated because it's highly regarded. I think it is highly regarded. I wish more people knew about it though, because I know a lot of people who don't who are really into Star Wars. It, it's very. It's a blast. I loved, I really loved, especially what stood out to me was the tone and the feel, like kind of the cartoonish. It had a sense of humor. It had a, a sense of um, it was larger the, the exaggeration. Life. It was a little bit larger than life. It was a little bit, it was a little bit campy at times, but that, that really made it, that really made it great. It, the, the, it was delightfully over the top and cartoonish. And I really thought that was a nice change of pace, a, a really refreshing really refreshing thing to watch after so much of the um the the kind of the, the the super gritty feel that lucasfilm has been pushing lately in a lot of the uh newer star wars projects there is more to good storytelling than violence and pain and i think this this shows that because it's pretty uh it's a romp it's a romp man i love yeah, it yeah i agree um rating i'm gonna go first i'm gonna give it like uh, Seven, seven. I'm gonna go with seven. I, I would, I would. I'm just gonna say I'll give it an eight out of ten. I really liked it. You know, okay. Solid, salt mid solid eight out of ten. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair. Um, Not much to say. Uh, yeah. Let's go to best and worst moments. Best moment for me. Best moment. Um, can I just say the entire um sequence on Hypori? Um, the entire sequence on Hypori, that's the uh, the Grievous. Yeah, the Grievous acting like a like a monster. That was incredible. Um, the cinematography of that, the acting, the lightsaber dueling, as ridiculous as it was, that was the first, that was when Clone Wars went from like, oh, this is, this is nice, to like, what is this? You know what I mean? Yeah, Hypori is the best moment for me. My best moment. You know, there were a lot of really good moments. I would say Grievous, but to be honest, that I knew, I kind of knew that you were going to say that. Or I, I made an educated guess, and I, I it paid off. Guess so, right, yeah. So I'm going to say... I'm a big Grievous fan, it's no secret. You know, I'm going to split it between two. First one is kind of a series of moments. Anytime that we see something about... Obi-Wan and Anakin's friendship and their relationship because I thought that for a show with such little dialogue it did a monster job of adding out of adding to and fleshing out the relationship of Obi-Wan and Anakin and and it really it really kind of sheds light on and and underlines the fundamental misunderstanding between the two of them that leads to or helps lead to some of the uh the tragedies we see uh obi-wan is kind of he, he's harsh on uh he's harsh on anakin to his face but then behind his back he's 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 uh backing him up to the council you know yeah 
he's saying like he's he's great. What's your other moment, by the way? Sorry. And I I just think that it makes everything that comes later all the more heartbreaking. So I really yeah. love this. The other moment is when Anakin he has his lightsabers. He's slamming down his lightsabers on Ventress. He's about to take the final blow, just like over and over again, wham, wham, yeah, wham, that blow is after incredible. blow. And then you see all the uh, the Jedi flashing, and you and you see the flashing, and you you see kind of the uh, the you can see the conflict a little bit between the light side and the dark side. And wow, that yeah. is um, I, that is great. I will say that is a really um, great moment. Very I, exciting. Well, that was like one of the most cinematic moments in that entire thing. Um, that felt very cinematic. Worst moment. Um, worst moment for me. Um, I I didn't I don't like the stuff with the tank and Dantooine. Um, you didn't like, like the Mace Windu, Stomper Mace, foot? Mace Windu punching battle droids. I can I can deal with that. But Mace Windu in that tank. That tank was like fifty times bigger than the, than a normal AAT tank. And Mace Windu and Yoda took out those two things with the with roughly the same amount of effort. If we're talking about Ragosa and the Clone Wars and Dantooine in Clone Wars, that didn't add up for me. That didn't work for me. Um, yeah, I, I I mean it wasn't bad. It was just it didn't work for me. Okay, that's fair. Maybe there's a point when things become a little too overblown. So my yeah. worst moment, you know, you know, for all this show's great things. I think I know what you're going to say. When Grievous steps up and he opens his mouth oh, or he turns exactly. on his vocabulator and he starts talking and his voice, it is very, very underwhelming. You know, I, maybe, maybe it is part, I think it is definitely partly because we saw, we've already seen Grievous in the Clone Wars you episode three. We've heard how, we, we, you've, you have the Grievous voice in your head and you're expecting this crazy, like, rumbly ragged throated like coughing just totally sickening deranged like screech kind of i know screech but you know what i mean it's there's nothing else like it and then you get just this kind of tinny robotic it's just like a it's just a person talking it if it just sounds like a person talking normally with a slight accent with like a, a couple of put through a couple of uh filters so that just didn't sit well with me you know i'm not gonna i'm not i'm not mad or anything they they didn't know i guess so i'm i'm not saying it's bad i'm just saying it's not a good moment I so gotta, that's why it's my I worst moment. confession to make it doesn't bother me as the way it bothers you it i wouldn't even i wouldn't even yeah. say it bothers me to be honest it doesn't bother me like like i it doesn't disrupt my enjoyment it, it it's kind of is it like a it doesn't even make thing? me mad. I'm just gonna say it's funny. Like it's just kind of a uh, it it, it doesn't kind of provoke a, the same reaction in me that it does in you. Yeah, I I'm I just gonna say it's a little it. bit of a face palm moment. If ever there was a time to use this, I'm gonna say it. It was a bra moment, but it, it wasn't was necessarily. A <laughs> it was a bra moment. It was but gonna it happen something... sometime, people. I'm surprised it took him 25 episodes. <laughs> <laughs> it's not something that. It's not something that makes me angry or disappointed the way that something in, I don't know, The Last Jedi might have. So, yeah, it, it, yeah. I don't know. By the way, we've Maybe been that says something for... about the show and how enjoyable it is. I don't know. We, we've been recording for a long time, so I just want to, like, maybe 
pick up the pace for these next couple answers. Just all right. putting that out. There. All right, awesome. Um, but um, best character and worst character. Um, actually, let's group these together. Can we do like best, like most and least for these, like group together? Like I do both of mine, then you do both of yours, sort of thing. Yeah, sure. Let's do okay. it. Okay, best character and worst character. Best character. You know it's gonna. You know who it's gonna be. It's gonna be General Freaking Grievous for me. Done. Period. Nothing more to say. He is a monster. He is a horror villain. I, I love him in this. Worst character. Um, Palpatine particularly irks me in this. I don't know what really? it is. How come? Palpatine particularly. I think he's playing. I think they had him play his part as a weak old man a little too convincingly, honestly. To the point where it almost became annoying. You know, whether he was like, there's no danger on a war-torn pla- on the war-torn planet that we are. I'm just fine. At, on Coruscant, remember that? So you felt like it was a, um, it, it felt grating, or? It felt, it felt like they were using the idea that we know that Palpatine is bad, and we know that Palpatine is, you know, you never, you never, um... There's a point where you you take a step over the line with the idea that Palpatine's controlling everything. Yeah. So you, you think it wasn't just... Yeah. Didn't sit well with you. Yeah. You don't, okay, you that's don't jab the audience to make sure they know that Palpatine's controlling everything. They know that Palpatine's controlling everything. My best character, you know, this is really tough. There are a lot of people that I could say is the best character. For the sake of this, I did decide to eliminate the main characters to be honest what, what do you describe as a main what do you qualify as a main character in this you know people with a large large people with a large speaking role palpatine like anakin. anakin obi-wan grievous ventress padme okay. and also c-3po for just okay. because so where are you, going you know with? i really liked the ethorian jedi oh i just thought he was Karab. super cool Karab, yes the man or sorry ithorian yeah along with his best friend snowman yeah ithorian and snowman oh my gosh okay <laughs> i get it i get it i get it i don't know the names i'm sorry oh my gosh <laughs> no i find it funny at this point not because of you it's just like i love that i love that you saw that guy and thought snowman i don't know what it is i just love that so much i, I just like that he uh we never really see an ithorian that's kind of a a big power a powerful character that kind of takes charge and is a big badass you know we always see i, I don't know i guess the thorians always, always just end up playing these like meek characters like they're the, they're the bartender or the this this farmer shop owner and they're always just kind of getting rolled over by the bad guys and they never do anything so i just liked seeing a um i just like seeing a character that kind of an authorian that uh I guess just kind of defied this mini convention that Star Wars had somehow put into place of Athorians being these kind of whimpering, like, weaklings. Worst character, you know, I'm going to have to say Padme. You know, I, I, it, it wasn't... N- nothing about her performance was offensively bad. By the way, uh, we'll look back at the episode one, but I think Padme's going three for zero as Jacob's worst character in all of this. Dang, Really? No way, I, I didn't even know that. Oh my gosh. I, I, I don't know for sure, but I would Oh yeah, guess. Padme was my worst character. 
I feel bad because I don't even dislike Padme as a character that much. Last movie, it was because the acting. This movie, it's because, you know, I don't really have anything bad to say about any of the characters. So I'm going to have to go with Padme because she needs a chance to redeem herself after what happened in The Phantom Menace and Attack of the Clones. And later in, Revenge of the Sith. And, and later in Revenge of the Sith. She needs a chance to uh, do better, be more, uh, be more interesting. And we don't really, we, we don't get that, which I thought yeah. was a little disappointing. Yeah, I get that. So that's just um, why I disliked Pad. I wouldn't even say I disliked Padme. I just thought she was one of the weakest characters. The weakest character. Coolest new thing you noticed. This wasn't a really, it wasn't a rewatch for either of us. But coolest new thing you noticed. Um, I guess I'll go. Um, I love, you know, I've, I've said this on the, on the show so much these days, but I never really, I knew Grievous was terrifying in this show. But I never realized the way they orchestrated Grievous in this show was specifically to be this bogeyman that comes out at night and, like, destroys everyone. You know, that's what they were building him up to be. He was built up to be this, like, children's tale horror villain sort of kind of thing. Um, And I love that about him. So, yeah, that's me. Okay. Um, One thing I noticed... I touched, I touched on this earlier, so I'm going to keep it short. I love the way they treated non-human characters and aliens in this um, this project. And I especially love the way they treated alien characters that didn't speak English, like the Athorian and the, the Ice Caveman. I realize, this isn't, I realize this isn't exactly helping my point that I don't know their names, but I like the fact that they we got to see them in action and we got to see some aliens who weren't Wookiees and who weren't named and who weren't necessarily main characters. Or Twi'leks. Or Twi'leks. Wookie, that there weren't Wookiees or Twi'leks. No, no, nothing against Wookiees or Twi'leks, but just we, just see them we really got to see alien time. characters that we haven't really seen before. And we get to see them being badass. Usually we, we tend to see a lot of these alien characters for whatever reason. We tend to see them if they're not a main character in positions where they're just not doing anything and they seem to fall into well, the same kind the of roles over and over again. And all of that yeah, yeah, exactly. So. Exactly, exactly. But so I just loved seeing these two badass Jedi that were just these crazy species that we'd never seen before and and they were still just as cool and uh watching them was still was just as compelling maybe even more so from, from in my experience than if they were a human or a uh, super humanoid a super humanoid type of alien so that was something i really appreciated yeah. thank you Kennedy tartakovsky thank you team clone wars thank you yeah um oh favorite planet shoot um yeah, okay. i'll make this one quick um hypori done let's do this hypori love it planet of grievous my favorite planet was uh nelvan or nilvan i can't remember which Nel- one it is nelvan nelvan the snow planet i love the inclusion of a snow planet i love the high mountains i really loved I just loved all the art direction. Yeah. In it in in Nelvan. I love the um in, in, I just love the way um the Nelvanians uh their whole their whole uh, look some of the, the the giant it was it was just very aesthetically appealing watching them in Nelvanians. Yeah. It was really cool. Um yeah. okay, um most um underrated and overrated scene overrated first um, I'm gonna make this short for mine too. Overrated, 
Um, it's hard for me to think about this one. I would say most overrated um, would be, and again, I haven't heard many opinions about Clone Wars, so it's hard to see for me. I think a lot of the Coruscant scenes can be over the top sometimes. I don't think they're like, I think Hypori as a battle is better than Coruscant, honestly. Okay. Um, yeah. And Sorry, underrated. I disagree, but. Yeah. Uh, underrated. I mean, they're both amazing. That's the thing. They're both amazing, but I think Hypori's better. Um, underrated. Most underrated scene. Um, I never hear people talking about how awesome Dirge is. As much as I rant about Gravis, Dirge is just incredible. Um, I'm a huge Dirge fan. So um, all the scenes. Yeah, with Dur Dirge, Dirge is I pretty think, crazy. I think it, it's a very is, original I think idea. All the scenes with Dirge are are underrated. Go ahead with yours, and then we'll move on to one quarter portion. Okay, most overrated scene. You know, honestly. You're gonna say Hypori. I know it. It's the Grievous fight scene on Hypori. Yes, yeah. you knew it. I mean, look. It's because I've been talking about it so much. It's not. It's honestly not because I I came up. Remember, I came up with the Clone Wars ones. I came up with my answers to the Clone Wars ones before we recorded. So it's not. It wasn't. Okay. I think a lot of people, I don't want to say overestimate, because like Grievous is insane in this. We love Grievous. That being said, I do think that he does get a little, just a little more gushing and standing and just complete, like people just going nuts over it than it deserves. Like it's cool, but it is a little overhyped. And I would say it is a bit overrated. He is awesome. He's crazy. He is scary. But I think all those scenes with him slaying out against the Jedi, they're a little overrated for what... They're not everything that people kind of hype... People kind of hype it up too much, you know? Okay. That, that's just something that happens, you know? And uh, the most underrated scene, you know what? Let's go with Mace Windu going ham on Dantooine. On Dantooine. Punching the droids, <laughs> flying through the air, you know? I love this. The it's whole drill. Overrated scene is my is my is is most overrated scene is my favorite scene and the most <laughs> underrated scene is my least favorite scene. Nice job, Jacob. Because I think for how much you know, I've already gone over this scene. I don't need to go over it yeah. again. It's awesome. It's crazy. It's in it's insane. But for how much love the Grievous scene gets and for how much love Grievous in this gets, I think Mace Windu kind of gets snubbed because he has a similar thing. He has a similar moment of just go. He just goes bananas. He doesn't hold back. They don't hold back in showing what he's capable of and just doing the super exaggerated, amazingly over-the-top, mind-blowing action sequences. And I think yeah. that Mace Windows doesn't get enough love. Okay, next we got... Um, I think that's it, actually, for uh, us. Now we're going to everyone's favorite part of In a Galaxy. One quarter portion. This... Uh, week is of course our third this month um talking about what we we are recommending this month in star wars this month more like this week actually i have been reading last shot a i thought Lennon it was last shot by daniel jose older last shot daniel jose older i haven't gotten too far into it i've been pretty busy lately I have gotten to about the 100th page, and it is—it's pretty exciting so far. We get to see a um, a different side of a uh, Lando and Han. We get to see Han as kind of a family man and his struggles with fatherhood. And I think that is something that is something really profound. And kudos to Mister Older for uh, for tackling that issue because it's a. Uh, I think that um, it 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 is. 
it, it can be not easy at times to to deal with like fatherhood in a sense of someone really struggling with yeah. fatherhood I like that. and so i just i really like this book i think um the writing can be a little bit it feels a little bit sparse at times it doesn't feel like sometimes there's quite enough description that being said it's still a it's still obviously a it's very well put together it feels pretty uh it feels very tight and to the point and uh yeah for that i am so far i'm digging it haven't found anything to complain about so yeah i, I haven't read last shot myself posted. um i haven't read my last shot myself i've read a bunch of other canon novels but i've heard it's pretty good so yeah um this is not actually a star wars i guess made by star wars thing but it is related to star wars in such a way and i gotta say it um anyone who's a fan of this is gonna know exactly what i'm gonna say then let's get ready to schmodown I was I've been binge watching uh, Star Wars MTS matches uh, lately because they're awesome, uh, and because I'm gonna I'm trying to like get ready on all the trivia I can because I want to do it someday. Um, I and man, there's so many good matches. Um, I actually just finished today. Um, let's let me recommend one specific match to you. Um, uh, and I think I'm gonna go with the Demon Alex Damon versus the Luminess. Laura Kelly uh, at the Schmodown Spectacular. I think that's number four, three, four. I don't know. I, it's one of the two. Um, there are two titans of Star Wars content creation and trivia. I love both of them. Uh, I, I, I frequently talk about how much I love Force Toast, which Laura is one of the co-hosts of, and how much I love Star Wars Explained, which Alex is one of the two creators for. Um, and they hash it out, and it's a close match. And, um, you know, um, I won't spoil the ending, but if you know Schmodown very well, you're probably going to guess who's winning. Um, uh, yeah. Um, I'm excited. Actually, next week we are doing our trivia leftovers, so I kind of broke my promise by watching a bunch of Schmodown. Sorry about that. Um, but That's anyway, okay. but anyway, we're going to do our leftover trivia from our trivia match a couple months ago. Um, and that's going to get us into season four of Star Wars in the Galaxy. And I'm, I'm hyped for it. Yeah, we're going to be covering season one of the Clone Wars. Right? Mostly, mostly. With mostly season one of the Clone Wars. We're going in chronological order, which means we are going to have a few episodes from, I think, season three sprinkled in and there, two. right? And two. Two and three. Okay. A couple episodes from season three and season two sprinkled in there. And We'll the make sure to clear it up. Yeah. And, and, and the and the Clone Wars movie, obviously. Yeah, we're going to be yes. hitting that first. Yeah. Um, we got some cool guests that I think we're going to have. Um, oh my gosh, gonna, I'm so excited. I, I'm, gonna, I'm not going to spoil anything, but yeah, that's really, really freaking cool. Um, I'm excited for season four. I think I just thought of a name. So we had Rise of the Clone Wars. Um, yeah. I was thinking Ascent of the Clone Wars for season four. Another another one? Okay, we'll... we'll yeah. We'll, we'll hash see. it out. We'll ash it out. We'll ash it out. <laughs> anyway, yeah, that's it for this episode of Star Wars in a Galaxy. If you were enjoying this, follow us on Twitter. Our handle is at in a galaxy pod. Email us with all your questions and hot takes and all of that stuff at SWInAGalaxy at gmail.com. You can listen to us on Anchor, Spotify, Breaker, Apple Podcasts, Radio Public, Google Podcasts, anywhere you find your podcasts, we'll be there. Um, may the force be with you, always.